The Daily Talk Show, episode 478. Happy Monday. What's happening, guys? Uh, look, not much, which is why we decided to call 3D Dill. Well, it's Monday yep. in Australia and it's Sunday in Canada. G'day, Dill. Yeah, so, yeah Sunday night, 9, 10, 9, 10 p.m. Mate, burning the midnight oil. Uh, this is our first official check-in on the show. We've spoken to you FaceTime a bunch of times since you've gone. How are you, buddy? I'm tired. But I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. What are you? I'm glad. I'm happy about? to be back. What am I tired about? Everything. Life. Mm-hmm. School. Uh, um, still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And so, um, for people who have just joined, listening to the or watching the Daily Talk Show in the past month or so, 3D Dill spent four months in Australia interning with us, and uh, now he's oh. back to reality. Uh, what are you doing in regards to coffee? I mean, you had a bit of an obsession in Melbourne. What's it What's it like over there? Uh, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I'll start with that. It's not the same. I've got a, a Keurig coffee maker at my house right now, which gets the job done, but it literally just broke about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, no. Making a so nighttime I'm batch. Is yeah, animal. I'm in the process of trying to fix that, uh-huh. and it's not going too well at the moment, so I might have to get a... Went to uh, went to a grocery store. We have a grocery store called Longos here in Canada, um, and they had a coffee press there. So I was I oh, went no. into the store, showed the showed the lady working at the coffee section the uh, the video that you guys did. <laughs> she she was dying of laughter. She said, "Oh, you you won't have a you won't have a problem at all using using this one." So how many times have you <laughs> brought up? Your thumb and uh, your coffee press injury since you've been back. Um, more than more than ten times. How many times have you sat people down to watch that video? Twenty plus. Times. <laughs> Amazing. Brings it up ten times, but he found a whole bunch of people that he didn't bring up to, but he made them sit down and watch the video. Um, uh, we were talking before you left about the stark reality of returning yeah. to normal life because Australia yeah. wasn't normal life for you. Yeah. Um, what happened in that first week or two when you got back I'm to back. reality? It was kind of weird. Like, uh, cause I was, I was so used to just the routines that I had when I was in Australia. I'd wake up, go to the coffee shop, walk around, whether we'd be at work or if it was a weekend, just go out and kind of get lost somewhere. So coming back to places where, I could I could just drive to get something was it was just it was kind of, it was very strange. Is it true Thinking that of, you uh, smashed your parents' car three days after returning? It wasn't three days; it was less than twenty four hours actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't crash the car; I completely destroyed the rocker panel on it. The rocker panel. What's, What's a rocker panel used for? Uh, that's. I don't know. You obviously need it. How much did it cost? How much did it cost? And what what sort of damage? Eight hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not great. And so, how did you? Is it a visual? uh, Visually, can you tell that you've? It's physically dented, and then paint's basically all scratched off of it. Mm -hmm. So so, it's coming off the thing, and like there's screws that hold the rocker panel into the chassis mm -hmm. of car, and I'm I missed damaging the chassis by about an inch and a half. Ah, that would have got you. And so, how did it even happen? I'm I'm in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm going around a, cur- uh, a corner. Yeah. And it's a very it's a very wide corner. And me, not having driven a car in four months, I'm like, oh, I I got this. So I start going around the corner, and I I turn way too hard, and then all of a sudden the whole right side of the car just tilts up. And I'm like, oh shit, that's not good. Were you with so anyone I, in the car? Yeah, I was with one of my best friends, and she kind of freaks out. She goes. You need to get off the curb now. So I, it, right? I put my foot down as hard as I can. And you hear the tires screeching. And then the front wheel comes off the curb. And then you just hear this loud, just, a, just, and that was the sound of the rocker panel getting dented. dented. Oh shit. Um, yeah. And so your, your first couple of weeks back, obviously people are, you're speaking to your other colleagues. I mean, your other yeah. uni friends. And yeah. what they did. I mean, uh, did you even listen to what they did or you just told them about what you did? I, I listened because I was genuinely <laughs> interested and I didn't want to be the guy that was like, oh, what did you do? I went to Australia. <laughs> yeah. I, I, gen- I, I wanted to know. And like, like my, my roommate, Zach, did his at a, at a hot rod shop. So he was building hot rods all summer. Oh, that's shit, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty dope, right? Uh, other people did like, stuff with digital marketing and making like plush toys, which was kind of cool. And then I had friends who were working in like really high end furniture design companies, making like really expensive, like $7,000 chairs and couches. What Mm. do you notice? uh, Do you like, what do you look at most fondly of uh, about your time in Australia that you couldn't necessarily see when you were here, but now that you're gone, you notice it. Oh, like something that, Maybe something that I took for granted when I was there, and now that I I don't have that. Yeah. Other than other than AU seventy nine coffee, um, I don't know. It's a tough one. I kind of want to say it, but I don't like you. You guys and Mason. Mm-hmm. Just that. You can't say that. You can say it. You can be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that. I'd uh-huh. say, I would say you guys. Yeah. And you're um, so you're working on a thesis at the moment. Oh, quickly, yeah. what did your teachers say? What did your uni lecturers say? Did they did um, they stay in touch with the journey? Yeah, so more than I was aware of, actually. So <laughs> I've got I've got five classes this semester and seven seven or eight different profs across these classes. And first day of school, I go into my thesis class because that was my first class. So eight a.m. sit down in class. And one of this, one of the the profs walks in and goes, "It's three D deal." <laughs> oh, man, in front of everybody, like everybody in the class is there. I'm like, "Oh no!" Oh, you would have hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just reading your T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was. A lot, yeah, they uh, they were pretty pretty impressed with it all, and they thought it was kind of funny too. Like, so what? did you do all summer yeah yeah what i had a lot of fun that's what i did yeah mm. and um were, were there anyone uh that you hang out with that was listening that you didn't realize that were listening to the show uh not really because most of my friends like when they would listen they would send me like a video or a snapchat or a photo of it saying yeah listen listening to you on the podcast now so i, I knew pretty much most of the people that um like most of my friends, mm-hmm. but a lot of my friends' parents started listening too, uh-huh. which was kind of funny. I, like I, I'd spoken to you um, maybe two weeks after you got back and I asked if you'd been yeah. listening and you said 
no because of you it sort of brought up some ptsd, <laughs> <laughs> the real PTSD. explain it felt, that because it was it was still in like the first week yeah the first week of school so i was like trying to do school and then listening to some podcasts but not the daily talk show because it felt too weird yeah because listening listening to the daily talk show when i was in school was exactly where i had started like six months ago and it was just it was a very strange mindset but uh i got it started out now oh so you you've started listening again i'm on like 464 or something like that uh-huh. any any feedback that <laughs> yeah, sounds good oh, that's good Sounds less Canadian, but yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> and and so you're um the, back to the the thesis stuff. Tommy and I have never done a thesis in our lives. Never plan on doing one. Couldn't spell it. T H thesis double S. Is there a double S in there? Single S. Two S's. Anyway. T E S I S. Yeah. So you're doing a thesis. What does that actually mean? Uh, to be quite honest, I don't really know mm-hmm. what it means. It's uh. It's basically what separates our program, like our school program, from a diploma. So, like in, in seven months, I'll get a bachelor's degree of industrial design. Yeah. Where and that is due in part to having a thesis project. But the thesis is basically a, a eight month, thirty two week comprehensive project where you go into research based design, ergonomic based design, and you're you're trying to find a like a, a proper problem definition you have to solve and then going through all the nitty gritty parts of it to get from the problem to a design solution. So is it true <laughs> that you're redesigning the coffee press? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I would, but it, it seems a little risque. <laughs> and so what is it? When you were here, you were talking about uh, you wanted to go to some red dirt parts of Australia, which we never got to based on you're talking about this whole thesis thing. Yeah. So like over the summer we had for the four months over the summer, we had the task of coming up with 10 to 15 problem definitions. That's what they identify it in classic. That's how they're marking it is your problem definitions. Um, And you're basically the idea is to cast a, a broad net so that you can then narrow in and focus on a specific topic and focus that as much as you possibly can. Um, so I was just trying to get a whole bunch of different ideas and identifying different problems over the summer that I could then bring back, bring back to school. So what were they? Oh, you want me to list them all? Well, yeah. Well, so you were the, on that red dust thing, was there something to do with like mobility or something? It was promoting safe, like physically safe and sustainable travel in remote environments Mm -hmm. such as the outback. Cause when a lot of, like a lot of people go say driving through Death Valley in California or across the outback, they're taking an RV or a truck or something. And that has obviously a lot of negative impacts on the environment. Mm-hmm. So how can you do that in a way that is physically safe for you, the driver or the operator of whatever it is, whatever solution you come up with in a sustainable way that doesn't have a negative environmental impact. Mm-hmm. So if that, if that was a thesis topic, you then have to identify who your user is, what are their needs? Um, what products already exist on the market, and why can your solution be better than those products? Um, what's working? What's not working? Ergonomic evaluation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's a lot to think about, to be honest. I'm <laughs> just thinking about how long a chicken can stay frozen in the freezer for. How long? 
I'm trying to work it out. I've got some balls in the freezer, chicken balls. Can we work out right now how long they, yeah. you know, well, how I mean, long after can I eat them? Because they've been in there probably about two months already. Well, that was the thing that you brought, you went through my fridge the other day and were, you're pointing at things saying that could be frozen, that could be frozen. Oh, I, that was more your leftovers mm. that you planned to bin yeah. when you could have like cooked it, separated, frozen yeah. and then had those for later. Is it raw or frozen? Uh, oh, sorry, it's raw or cooked? Raw. It's raw, okay. How long we got, Mr. 97? Uh, cooked is two to six months. Yep. Two to oh. six, big difference. Between, okay, so two to six. But that's, big that's difference huge. from two to six. So at what point beyond two do you go? I believe uh, f- from five months it is the Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a thesis to be done on that. Um, Dill, what if it, so when you were here, you were... Uh, you had a lot of burgers. You had a lot of donuts. Oh, you I mean, were, you're still looking. You're still looking as you were. Yeah. I mean, you were always um, skinny fat, as we <laughs> like to call. Um, but you're not ripped and rock hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah viscer- viscerally, like your your organs are covered. We can't see it. <laughs> we can only um, yeah, we can yeah, only yeah. guess. Your liver is a piece of fat. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, on a scale of, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mr. Mr. 97 to fatty liver, how healthy are you? I'm about halfway between Mr. 97 and a fatty liver right now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so what is your diet in uh, Canada right now? Diet in Canada? Well, I had a poutine yesterday, which was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like the first unhealthy meal that I've had since I've been back, really. Uh, Are you lying? I don't believe that. (laughs) I I can't afford like... Unhealthy food here. Unhealthy food is what about like macas and stuff? Nah, that's disgusting. What about chocolate bars? I still have a Hey Tiger chocolate bar in my. Do you? Oh, really? I mean, you bought forty of them. If you only got through thirty-nine, you gave a lot. No, of them. I gave them all away. Oh, okay. I gave them all. Good feedback. But no, it's like good feedback. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves them. Oh, that's yeah. good. They say, "Oh, where where can I get it?" I said, "Australia," and then they look at it, and then the shipping's just ridiculously expensive. They're like, it's good. But- yeah, yeah. Sh- <laughs> shipping food internationally yeah. is it's yeah. very, hard, hard work. It's very hard work. And so, what have you been dreaming dreaming of since you've been back? Have you uh, got any aspirations in the works? I mean, I haven't really been dreaming of anything because I really haven't slept since I got back. <laughs> but um, aspirations. Wow. Oh, well, you have an announcement. That you made. I mean, you're the announce- deal announcements, Toraville. Yeah, that's you. He's just waiting <laughs> yeah. to secure when I'm making any of my announcements, so he can <laughs> channel them around the same time. Yeah, I'm waiting to see yeah. when Josh makes something. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Um, what can I come up with that's going to destroy? What's the chance that episode 500, all of a sudden, <laughs> he just comes out of the AU79 kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. So um, you. I, did, I missed this, but you put somewhere that you had an announcement yeah, to make. Yeah, no, 3D Dill told me, he said, I've got an announcement relating to 3D Dill. Yes, he was talking in third person. <laughs> or, he, or he's separated himself as a character. And did he, I say that? You, yes, you, I think I've got it in text <laughs> messages. You said um, in December uh, you've, you've got a 3D Dill related announcement. I do remember that, but I don't <laughs> you know don't remember the. 3D dill related. <laughs> I want to check. I want to check this now. When, so, when you've been drinking, yeah. you know, have you been? Uh, I mean, so when the day before you left, you and I had yes. a long walk uh, through Fitzroy Gardens, okay. and you were t- you were talking about. I think I'm going to switch off social media. 
How yeah. how has that been? Have you done it? Uh, well, I mean, I think in that context, we were talking about not buying Wi-Fi on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get I didn't get Wi-Fi on the plane, but I've significantly reduced the amount of time I've spent on Instagram since being back. Part mm-hmm. of that is consciously, yeah, because I don't want to be spending a whole lot of time on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But also, B, it's either I can spend time on Instagram or I can then not finish stuff I have to do for school and I want to I want to finish school on a good note Mm -hmm. so it's like between Instagram and school I'm going to pick school every time Mm. but it it has your weird sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but no I have have reduced the amount of Mm. um like social media usage have you been DMing many people I've gotten quite a few DMs from people who have DM'd the podcast before saying like hope you're settling back in Canada. All right. And, uh, like we miss hearing you on the show. Uh, Ian trainer reached out and said, hope all as well. And Hayden did, of course, Campbell James, mm. all the good people. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. And, um, have you, have you thought about what life is going to be like once you finish school and how long have you got left? I've got, as of today, I've got seven months Left of school. Oh, that's not long. No. No, not long. It's less than double the amount of time that you spent here. Yeah. (laughs) It's one month less. If you're getting tricksy with it. (laughs) Yeah. Is that not a good number? I mean, yeah, it's one one month less than double the amount of time that I spent. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's hard hard to stretch to get to that equation. Yeah, sure. I get that. I was just trying to reference it back to us. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's weird life after uni for a lot of people. Karen's in yeah. the room. We've got a uh, young Karen here. What's uh, what's for you after uni? Yeah, Karen, what have you got planned? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, so that's the most mostly the response of university students. So, Karen, you do some video stuff with us. You um, helped film uh, when Mister Ninety Seven got his hair bleached. Are you? Is this first first year uni or yeah, yeah, yeah. first year? Yeah, and when you see. Um, uh, now that you've spent the time here, what's what's the things that stand out in regards to what you want to do once you finish? I don't know. Honestly, I want to have a break from mm-hmm. uni and working yeah. and just like enjoy life in general mm-hmm. and then figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's th- a big uh, thing to figure out, to be honest. Yeah. It's a big... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that idea of... Um, did, did you ever take any break from school? No, I went straight from high school into college. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, a lot so of people the only defer. break I had was like two months of the summer. Mm-hmm. Wasn't much of a break. Really. Mister Ninety Seven, you've got a mate who's deferred uni. Was Jace? Is he deferred? Oh no, no, no. He's he's doing like one unit per semester. So he's doing one unit per semester, he's, right? He's pushed his degree out to nine years now. <laughs> <laughs> is that, if you're pushing a degree out to nine years, is it fair to say? It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that, that's, that's one thing. That, okay, so not going to name names, but there's an there's a individual in the program now who started the program, the program that I'm about to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing this program in 2020. It's so bitchy when you say, I'm not going to name any names. This individual started yeah. in 2012. Yeah. Right? So seven Ideally, years. Yeah, well, no, like eight, going on, like going into her eighth year now. Okay, yeah. Mm. She would, she ideally would have graduated. Oh, I just, yeah. Uh, 
April 2016. Oh my God, is her name April? <laughs> Have you just given it? No. no, no, no. Okay, sorry. But she's done the thing where she takes like one class per semester, mm -hmm. but has somehow continuously failed these classes uh -huh. from the to show up in the first mm. place. Yeah, sure. You don't want to, you don't want to be that person that takes one class. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a slow. Um, I guess you got to ask why why are you doing it, Karen? Why why do you feel that you're doing your you? What is your degree? What's it, what's it called? Bachelor of Design Digital Media. Mm -hmm. And what do you think? Like, uh, what do you get out of it? Do you think? Just the exposure to different media in general, mm -hmm. and the ability. It was a work. loud bang, wasn't it? Sorry, there's just a courier outside. I think. Sound like they Definitely. hit our building, but we're fine. And the ability to just work with other people in other field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Dil, how diverse is your actual course? Like, are you doing stuff? Should we check that? Bang Mason can check. He's got a window rather than just looking like a stunned cat. <laughs> he can be looking <laughs> yeah. out the window. Is there an, uh, can you hear the banging, Dil? Yeah, it sounds, sounds like it's right outside the window. Okay, well, let's yeah, stand yeah. by. Let's Could see. be on your end too. Uh, we'll it's get 97 to report. Full what is update. They're, they're throwing pallets onto the, the truck. Okay. Yeah. That will that'll sound like that. That's the secret yeah. sound. Yeah. So, Dill, is, um, is it a diverse range of media stuff or do you think it's pretty specific? It's. I would say for, for what I'm doing, it's mm -hmm. pretty specific because yeah. it's, it's a lot of stuff geared towards what an industrial designer would use in the industry. So there's like there's 3D modeling software. There's digital sketching, and then there's the whole Adobe suite mm. set of stuff. But we don't we don't touch like film or anything like uh, videography or mm. even photography. They don't touch on that at all. So is this your third year, Dill, or fourth now? Fourth, fourth, fourth year. year. Okay, Karen, Karen, do you have any questions for for someone who's on their fourth year and seeing what he's done? Do you have any questions specific to looking into the future of where he's at? Is it easier in the final years or is it harder? Like it's a lot it? harder. Oh. Okay. It's a lot harder. Yeah. Like it's it's harder in a different way though. Because I think when you're when you're in your first year, and I think this goes for, for college or university kids in general, I think your first year you're still trying to figure out who who you are and what you actually want to do. Because like so so many of my friends started it program and then dropped out after a year because it wasn't for them mm. so it's a hard time figuring out whether or not it is the right thing for you to continue pursuing for another three four maybe five six years it's almost like relationships like when you when you first start a relationship for the first couple of years you're sort of like it could be a very small thing where that would trigger a point of like do i want to be in this <laughs> relationship or not but once you've been in a relationship for 12 years all of a sudden like it's going to take a very big thing to sort oh, of yeah. rattle that. Oh, I think, I mean, for all relationships, it's a different period of time. It could mm. be a year before you work that shit yeah. out. And so like, this is a waste of time. If yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, if we're moving forward, all of those things get taken off the table. I think the, the biggest shift though is the life after uni because yeah. there's a whole new challenge of what does life look like now? What does my structure yeah. look like now mm -hmm. and how do I actually use what I'm doing? Like my brother did the an industrial design course and he ended up leaving before the end and then finished it, you know, after the fact. But he got a job and then now like what he's in is a sales role mm -hmm. within an industry that utilizes industrial design. Yeah. So it's like his degree 
He's not, you know, he's done the industrial design thing, designing helmets and shit for the Tour de France, some cool stuff. But now he's not an industrial designer. Mm. And so it's, there has to be some level of being fluid and flexible in what you end up doing because these programs aren't fluid or flexible in what you end up becoming because they're set out to give you a degree in industrial design, which is X, Y, and Z. Mm. So it's, tr- it's a pathway. That's the hard thing about university that I struggle with is this specific pathway to do X, Y, and Z. Well, it's an industry-specific thing to then, it's almost like people who say, I want to work in radio, mm. sort of a similar thing where it's like you you learn all the different bits and then you say, okay, I want to do this part of it or mm. that part. Karen, do you feel that you're still uh, in your first year, are you asking yourself, do I want to finish the course? Yeah, I wanted to finish the course. Okay. So, but does it ever come up as a as a question in regards to am I on the right path? Do I want to do it? Yeah, because in first year we have to do all different media, mm-hmm. and right now I'm conflicted between different specializations. And I so, do you have to pick a specialization? Yeah. Okay. And what's yeah. it between? Which which two? We can decide for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now it's between digital video and environment. Okay. So like and envi- so what's environment? Three yeah. D. Uh, modeling, mm-hmm. AR stuff, mm. and just video. Okay, sure. Just video. That's hurtful. It's just video. <laughs> you know, video is a good skill to have, Karen. Uh, a lot of people yeah, dream of understanding video. I was looking yesterday at um, how much a police officer gets paid. I was thinking, is it like... Can I guess? Uh, 85 grand? So, so it's like a, a rookie, a junior or something for the first six months within, you know, is like a, is 50 something. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to like sixty nine thousand seven hundred, and you get like cool. You get like seven weeks of annual leave, free mackers. Yeah, but it becomes a job. Like that's a clear occupation where you you do your job mm-hmm. and you get your time off mm-hmm. and you get remunerated accordingly. And it's like good government benefits. Whereas a lot of these new occupations of video and industrial design. I mean, industrial design is not new, but where you end up placing in the work environment mm. are so different. Like we don't know yet. Like you don't know where your skills will be used as an industrial designer in the modern day work pl- workforce. Mm. Whereas I think a reason I was looking and interested is because it's, it's so clear. It's, it's no headache there mm. of just doing your job, rocking it. It's the, it's almost the closest thing to the industrial uh, era yeah. of, you know, being on that part of the, the line, mm. the, the working line. The police force it seems quite clear. And so, Karen, are you are you conflicted based on is the AR 3D stuff? Is it less clear what jobs are what job you could do in that field? No, um, it's because I know I am good at video and mm-hmm. I know my way around it. But 3D stuff is something completely different, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. And but then the coding stuff is like just outrageously really bad yeah Hard. i don't know and Hard. so hard yeah and so is that co- is the 3d stuff does that require the coding no but the making of the games and stuff it requires coding yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it because mm. i feel like throughout my life i've gravitated towards things that i'm terrible at and said i'm gonna like i'm gonna work this out like coding there's been so many times where i've like downloaded all the the software and I've like set it all up. I'm like, I'm going to build a website. I'm just going to work it out. 
and then I get into it. For, do you remember yeah. the 97? Yeah, that yeah, literally yeah, happened yeah. like six it's months ago. And I'm just like, actually, I, well, I could just get someone else who yeah, can do it. Yeah, because you can't, you don't, you can't live in the process of it because the process is not what you enjoy. So there's things that are hard that you can enjoy being in the process. But I guess that's what's exciting about being a student or being in that space is there's no expectation for you to have your thing yet. You can be experimenting and like I guess there's, say within even within the video space for me, I bought there was a, a piece of software called Shake and it was a compositing software and it was like the software that all of the um, – the big motion pictures like studios would use when it came to like uh, uh, like compositing. So that would be like uh, would be an exact like uh, like making making a squeegee disappear into yeah exactly like rotoscoping <laughs> or doing all sorts of things you know all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, the software went from costing like thirty thousand dollars, and Apple bought it and they made it like eight hundred bucks to buy. And so you I bought it. I bought the software. I'm like, I'm going to learn this. <laughs> And it was um, node based, and so like it was like a completely, completely different way of working. Mm-hmm. And so that's an example of where the coding mindset actually works really well with the video stuff. Mm. Um, but, but then so- the person who wins in any of these is the one that like just just can spend eight hours and mm-hmm. not realize that they just spent eight hours. It's the equivalent for me with video. I spent. I can spend up to like when early days, probably not now because I'm just Maybe can old only and, do two hours in a row. <laughs> or I can, or I'm optimized my eight hours into two, whichever way you like looking at it. But I can spend it in the edit, mm-hmm. and so then it's like, ah, oh, that's a signal of the thing that I can just do and be in that is difficult that brings value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're at uni because it's not, it doesn't seem. For me, it's like I don't see the result in terms of my progression or it being a job where I'm being remunerated for doing the thing. It's a hard one. Well, because it's not using actual like proper market <clears throat> pressures. Yeah. It's not like actually oh, if I do this thing, I'm going to make this money or it's going to help. Whereas like Karen, you're really good at a bunch of the video stuff and that's because like you've been paid to do the video thing before and so it's like oh, I need to – work out this thing and it's actually solving this exact problem. We got an email uh, from Kyle Richardson, mm. our homie Kyle. He says... Um, he emailed us, I think, in like early 200s. Yeah, early 200s. And um, anyway, he said, Hi, Gronks. I've recently quit my job at Macca's and left university due to a la- due to landing a new job working for Bendigo Bank. Uh, the, the commute is an hour, which allows me to come back to listening to the daily talk show, which I've been wanting to do for a while. Appreciate I mean, it. that's a full-time job in itself. <laughs> yeah. So we get it, Kyle. Thanks, mate. Thanks for finding an occupation that allows you to mm. let the gronks in to your life. Uh, you blokes answered my question on episode 270, and I appreciated it. Uh, I've seen the graphs that have been shared showing your podcast viewership increasing, and it's really motivating to see how far you guys have come, constantly working hard on the podcast, um, blah, 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 more um, pumping of our tires. <laughs> I have a question for you, Gronks, which is what I wanted to get to. I'm interested in starting a YouTube channel where I plan on writing, recording and uploading educational, entertaining videos on topics that I have a desire in researching and learning about. I've always wanted to create content. However, I never seem to know where to get started or have the motivation to begin. How do you get started in your creative endeavors? Thanks for reading the email. Keep up the good work. 
your homie Kyle. I added that last bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think the motivation thing is, I would struggle to to find the starting power to be doing it in an environment where there isn't the market mm. pressures or, or those kind of things. Well, I think also the problem now is it's like everything is really tangible and obvious. And so it's like, oh, you can have a YouTube channel. It can blow up and do all yeah. that sort of thing. When I started doing video, there was none of that sort of stuff. So you're purely doing it out of the love of working out, like being creative and making mm. the thing. And so not saying that Kyle doesn't have those things, but it can be overshadowed with the destination. Yeah, YouTube yeah. seems accessible. And so because it seems accessible, you then can say, uh, I want to do that. Whereas when you watch mm. a Hollywood film, you never, it seems so far away, you don't think that you could necessarily be a Hollywood director until you do all these other steps. Mm. And so I guess that's part of it is it's, stripping back that destination, stripping back the I want a YouTube channel, I want this, I want that, and focusing on what the actual process is, which yeah. is I am going to do a video diary. Like Kyle, a great uh, thing to do could be to um, uh, put up a, a, a GoPro and say for the final 10 minutes of my trip on the way home, I'm going to do a video blog where I just talk to camera about my experiences. Mm. And then at the end of the year, you could look back and see the progress that you've made. Oh, yeah. And I think if you look at anyone who is successful on YouTube it's and and then reverse engineer that, it's like they're the nerds in their field, mm. right? Matt Diavella is a filmmaking nerd who likes minimalism. You know, he lives this life. And so he that's his existence. And the sort of byproduct of that comes this video at it's, the end of it's it. having less pressure i think on the whole yeah. thing so it's like it's a thing that i hated as a kid which was like everyone's got an iphone or everyone's got like back then <laughs> it was like everyone's got like a camcorder at home yeah, yeah, yeah. just pick it up and use it but not everyone likes doing that yeah. or is but you need to their... test that right which is like it's the equal, equivalent of saying i think i need a podcast i want to mm, do podcasting mm. but then not actually enjoying having deep conversations yeah yeah i think like, for us the finding the momentum in doing this many episodes has been an enjoyment in actually sitting down to have a conversation mm -hmm. because we, I have never done, I've never done this with pumping out a video as much as I talk about being able to sit for multiple hours. For two hours, stop bragging. <laughs> two you hours. Guys, you can do two hours worth of work. It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal, isn't it? At a time I'll have a break and then I'll come back for another yeah. two. No, then you wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to do a bit yeah. in two hours. No, to be Is honest, two hours deep work. Can we call that deep work? <laughs> you, I hope it's deep work. I mean, could be just be rearranging clips. <laughs> Does exporting count? <laughs> exporting a big four K. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, so then, what's the answer? How did you get started in your creative endeavours? I think it does come down to like Karen saying university is you get to try all these things. Mm. This is doing a landing on a YouTube channel where you can consistently upload. Like you have to go through your own university, yeah. which is trying. So university allows you to try. They, they assign you projects. That's what I do like about it. It's like forced projects for me and your you in my life, I've forced myself to do projects, committing mm -hmm. to a 
bunch of vlogs. You know, I've done that five times, but yeah. I've done their five different projects, committing to, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. The radio stuff for me made me show up. Mm-hmm. So that was like a forced project. But I got it's paid definitely, for it, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have that, uh, it doesn't have the clear outcome that mm-hmm. got becoming a police officer where it's like a police officer has to do X, Y, and Z to, mm. to get there. I think the advice though about, which I think a lot of people preach is like, what's the one thing you can do daily that will get you, that will just get you started. And by the end of 60 days, mm. you will have done this one thing daily. That's why I think and, that if you look back at where people have done really well and like, or people, YouTubers and where they've come from, heaps of them have come from Vine. And I reckon the reason why Vine was so successful was because the barrier to entry was so low. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was actually just heaps of people doing it and the, they were mm. getting better at it and they were able to build that momentum. How many people have become successful YouTubers based on creating a feature-length doco? Outside, like Diavella is one of the only examples. Yeah. So because you take, you look at it, it's like he's taken something that take, requires so much effort and then translated that across to the um you know doing the youtube mm. stuff whereas yeah i think that there's there's something in very 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 small and that's why i think tiktok is actually an interesting one because tiktok takes a bunch of things off the table you don't necessarily have to worry about dialogue mm. you've got these very specific constraints of take this song take this idea mm. and i know when i got started it was all about parodying other people or other things and so it's like the ultimate version of that. It's like before you um, before you create your own memes, you're probably going to yeah. go and steal someone else's meme, and then yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I to- and and what I was saying about the simplest, the simplistic nature of that advice of do something every single day, something really small, and then over a year you've done three hundred and sixty five of yeah. them, or you know shown up three hundred and sixty five times. The thing about that, I feel for us, it's like if you can hack that and work that out. Success should be on the other side yeah, of that, yeah. somewhere down the track. I don't Definitely. know what it looks like, but I feel like it's the hack. If you can hack it, the Casey Neistat doing a vlog every day for 400 days and him becoming a mega star, it's like he just hacked the consistency. Sure, he had all the other stuff, but mm. you're right. The it's it's it is the hack. If there's any, is just doing something every single day. Uh, going to Los Angeles uh, in a few weeks. Part of the uh, plan is for me to sort of get my diet in order, which means I've been drinking more water, which if I look, have been looking distracted, it's because I'm absolutely busting to piss. <laughs> so we're, we are going to finish up. Yeah. Uh, but w- before we go, Mr. 97, can you uh, give us the LA fact of the day? The Santa Monica Pier was designed as a sewerage pump to send sewerage out to the ocean. It's wow. quite good. So is there, is there a pump there? I mean, you might... Well, it's, it's like a pipe. I don't know if the pipe's oh, underneath still underneath it. it, but, yeah, it's, that's what it is designed Don't go swimming around for. there? Yeah. Okay. I mean, people surf right next to the pier. Mm. It has a bit, nice little suck in a little little break. Any final thoughts, 3D deal, before I piss my pants? <laughs> uh, no, not, not that I can think mm-hmm. of. We'll have to get All you right. back on again soon. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, when are you, you going to come back... Are you going to come visit Australia again? You get, what's what's the deal? Oh, I will. I will come visit Australia again. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got to pay it off first. Yeah, great, then, mate. Yeah, pay it off. Join the club. <laughs> no, just and, double uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> double that. Yeah, mate. 
Like you just go to another bank. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Um, oh, good mate. Well, it's, I'll, I'll be back. You, you're sure. looking healthy. You're looking great. So, um, yeah. and you, yeah, you've trimmed your neck beard. It looks very good. Uh, yeah. Karen, thank you for coming in as well. Uh, thank you for having me. And Kyle, thanks for the message, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think if this was some tangible advice, write a list of five different versions of what Josh said. Mm-hmm. A video diary in the car on the way to your job yeah. and a bunch of other these and then just pick one, see if you can do it for 30 days mm-hmm. and then yeah. just, and then do another one for 30 days. And finding, it could even be as simple as I'm going to do one fun boomerang every single day. Yeah. Put it out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed the show, feel free to give us a review on Apple podcasts. Uh, you can also be like Kyle. Uh, you can quit your job and uh, join Bendigo Bank, or you could also just email us to yeah. Yeah. hi at the daily talk show. <laughs> .com is the email address. Thank you, Dill. Thank you, Karen. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. You're not going to say goodbye. <laughs> no, no, I, was I don't know what I was writing. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. <laughs>